following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. There have already been several big upsets in the basketball postseason and even more close calls, and we are going to talk about them right now. This is Main Street Preps This Week with Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier covering high school sports all across Middle Tennessee. It's district and region tournament time. Now to your host with Tyler Palmatier. here's Russell Venosi. I'm Russell Venosi, joined as always by my counterpart, Tyler Palmatier, and we have a very special show lined up today. We're going to talk to Brentwood Academy boys basketball coach Matt Hoppy. We're going to go over our notes from the latest Fab 15 Mid-State basketball rankings and preview some of the top playoff games to watch this week. But first, we are going to bring in Matt Hoppy. Matt, you doing okay today? Yes, sir. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing doing great. Doing well. And uh, Coach, it was a, a tense Saturday night in your gym. Lipscomb Academy took you guys to double overtime in the Middle Region Championship game and with a couple of buzzer beaters there at the end of regulation and at the end of the first overtime. Uh, where does that rank on kind of the craziest games you've been involved with? Uh, it was funny. Uh, um, somebody asked me that this weekend, like if that was one of the more crazy games I've been a part of. And I, I can't think of one off the top of my head when you had just such a, I mean, so much on the line with a region championship, with, you know, an undefeated season, with, you know, seeding on the line, you know, state tournament seeding. Uh, and then just, you know, two long time. I mean, we we were Lipscomb Academy when they were David Lipscomb and Brooklyn Academy were huge rivals back in the day that played in lots of region championships and district championships and even in the state tournament, I think, a couple of times. And uh, so for, with all that to be on the line and then all of just like the great players that were in the game and all of the plays and like you guys said, buzzer beaters and you know just big time shots and dunks and passes. It was it was. Uh, I think I told you after the game, Russell. You know, I, I would have loved to have been a, a fan um, of what, just watching that game. I know it was a little different coaching, but yeah, it was a. You know, I've not I've not seen a lot of games just that back and forth that close, and then just with such big time plays by some big time players. It was actually thinking back on it, watching the film later. It was actually a really a whole lot of fun. Oh, you guys are making me jealous because I uh, I wasn't at that game Saturday. I was over at NBA covering wrestling. I, I guess I made a mistake by not hopping over there. Um, a couple other guys covering wrestling did, so I, I made a mistake. Um, Matt, you're you're one of the few guys coaching high school basketball that I've ever known who has overseas or uh, let's call it international coaching experience. Uh, two years as a coach and uh, kind of an administrator role looked like with London Pulse. Can you tell people what that organization is, London Pulse, and how did that overseas experience kind of shape your coaching style? What is today? Uh, yeah, I mean, I um, I was coaching and teaching here at Brooklyn Academy um, back in the, you know, 08, 09, and then for about five or six years and was on our high school staff uh, as a varsity assistant to Lyle Husband. Uh, I was coaching our middle school team um, and, you know, having some, some good, uh, you know, teams and learning experiences through there and uh, just really felt like, you know, God was calling me to do something different. And, you know, just he opened up a lot of opportunities, uh, not just there, but some other things I got to do overseas in the Middle East with some basketball stuff. And, uh, yeah, I was able to kind of connect with a group of people um, 
that I helped kind of get in on the ground floor. And we, we started this basketball club uh, as a community development um, kind of club just, just to get some interest and some, um, you know, traction in that community of West London just to help kids and help them get connected um, and just to give them, you know, other positive mentors and then to just get basketball going. And so, you know, I think we started my first year uh, with one team and we had, uh, I think, seven or eight kids total and just kept, like, coaching them and kind of, uh, you know, loving on kids and, and kind of, got, again, started gaining some traction. I think kind of word got out that there was this, you know, crazy, weird American basketball coach that was in West London, and we started to have more and more kids kind of show up. And, uh, yeah, I was there for um, almost almost three years. And, uh, you know, we built that club when I left. It went from six kids or seven kids to I think we had four or five teams when we left. And now um, they've got multiple teams across multiple age divisions on different levels of basketball. And, you know, it's, it's one of the larger youth – I think it's maybe in the top five of – uh, youth organizations in the whole city of London, you know, a population of 9 million people. Um, that's a pretty big deal. And they're, they're able to kind of just, you know, again, like I said, coach and teach and mentor kids and use basketball to do it. And, um, you know, those guys, I still keep up with them. I actually was, was texting with them this weekend and they actually sent me a, text, a couple of them sent me, a, sent me group me messages about, uh, you know, watching the game Saturday night and how, how just what a high level of basketball it was. And, you know, so I started asking them about their teams, and they've just got a lot going also. So it was just a really neat experience to do basketball overseas and to see basketball played differently. The rules are a little different. Um, you know, at the end of the day, though, it's still 10 feet. You know, you get twos and threes and ones, and um, you got to guard and you got to play. But it's just a, just a different um, kind of perspective on basketball in the world. And was able to go to the Middle East a couple of times and do some – uh, basketball clinics with you know Olympic federations and with Olympic teams from different countries over uh, in the Middle East and just again saw was exposed to just a different variety of basketball and a different philosophy and um, you know just kind of have sprinkled some of that into what we do at Brown Academy just in terms of the way we play offense um, sharing the ball uh, lots of screen and rolls lots of two-man games just a different you know getting our guys in different spots on the floor to be successful and so um, yeah, I mean, it has it's, it's had a huge impact on me and, um, you know, I'm able to uh, kind of maybe see basketball and just what what it looks like across the world and just how players are uh, differently talent-wise and skill-wise and um, just tried to help them over there maybe get a little, little American-style basketball to their um, version of hoops. And then, yeah, even over here the same way, giving you know, international European basketball is just – it's really, really fun to watch when you guys – watching the all-star game Sunday, there were a number of guys that have European experience and European backgrounds. And so it was kind of cool to watch those dudes uh, just really perform at a high level and to watch basketball transform. You look at any college team now, uh, you know, and they're going to have a, they're going to have a European international player or two on their team. So it's kind of basketball now is really a global game and it's fun to watch it grow and fun to watch the excitement of it. Uh, You know, when I was in England, I think basketball is probably the sixth or seventh most popular sport. Um, now it's probably in the top three, you know, probably behind soccer um, and rugby. And so, you know, they love, they can't get enough of, of basketball over there. It's fun to see it grow and explode in that part of the world. That sounds like a pretty uh, incredible life experience there, Matt, and uh, definitely need to see basketball grow across, across the globe. Um, back over here to, uh, Brentwood Academy. It's my understanding that this year was the first time that a Division II AA Middle Region tournament has been held um, since that division was created several years ago. 
and before it was just a few play-in games, you know, to determine the state qualifiers. What did you make of this new format? Did you like it? Did you have any qualms about it um, with the bracket? Uh, yeah, it's the first time I, I can remember that we've done it. I, I, I was trying to ask, you know, some some older guys that had, have been around um, Middle Tennessee for a while, and, and I couldn't, you know, I didn't think there was. There may have been one or two held back in the way back years when the league was kind of first formed, but I, I can't remember one one lately um, that we've played the Middle Region. Uh, I mean, I, I it's got its it's got its perks, it's got its drawbacks, um, like anything in terms of you know, who gets what and the seeding and, and how it plays out, you know, extra games being played on top of a, you know, a 12-game regular season. Uh, and so, it, you know, I, it kind of depends on where you fall in the standings as to whether or not you like it or you don't like it. Um, you know, I'm sure if we would have been um, outside of the top four, of course we would have welcomed playing more games to get another chance. But like Lipscomb, they, they were not in the top four and they – you know, made an unbelievable run um, and beaten, you know, three really good teams and then literally playing us to the wire. Uh, just phenomenal, phenomenal effort by them and coaching by Kevin and those guys. I and mean, they were they were fantastic Saturday night. And so, yeah, I mean, there's there's drawbacks and, and perks of it. Um, you know, I think you I think you guys have heard different coaches in our league just talk about how tough our league is and just night in, night out, top to bottom, you know, you've got to come to play. And so, again, to do that, in a region tournament, you've got to do, you've got to bring that same energy and focus and effort into the tournament that you had in the regular season. And, and there's even more on the line. Um, some of these games in terms of, you know, there's some teams that lost in those first couple of rounds and their season's over. And then there's, you know, a team like Pope John Paul who finished second in the regular season. Uh, and then they finished fourth in the tournament. And so, uh, you know, it's just, it's just so tough. You know, I, you guys are probably sick of me saying just, how difficult our league is with the unbelievable talent level and just all of the coaches are just really, really excellent, excellent coaches, motivators, teachers, mentors. And so, you know, to play some more games just, just made it that more tough. Um, not just on us, but I think on everybody. But I think, you know, the fans really enjoyed it because they, they got to see some really, really high-level basketball um, at our region tournament. Yeah, Matt, I, I wonder how, how that's going to – maybe affect do you feel like going through that gauntlet's going to have you guys worn out by the state I mean, is there any threat of that or do you feel pretty good about your setup i mean just the grind of what you're doing right now um do you feel like that'll well, take I mean, a toll I, at some point or like it yeah I, I mean i guess i feel better about our fitness and our you know just ability to kind of fight through that in terms i mean not, not I'm like, you know, Lipscomb played four games last week, you know, and we played we, we played two. So, I mean, I, you know, I, don't, I think Kevin and I, you know, he, he threw a real gauntlet. I mean, we played Thursday and Friday, I mean, Thursday and Saturday of last week, and then, you know, now we don't have to play again until next Saturday. So, uh, you know, I think it rewards those teams that get the higher seed and, you know, the lower seeds, I think, have to have to kind of fight through that gauntlet, like you said. Um, and, like, in terms of us, yeah, I mean, we, you know, played Friday, Saturday, the week before, NBA and CPA, and then we had, you know, four or five, days off and then play Thursday, Saturday, and, you know, we'll have another six days off this time. So, you know, for us, you know, our guys, I feel like are really, really well conditioned and, you know, we spend a ton of time in the weight room, spend a ton of time in the off season conditioning. And, uh, you know, I think that's all year. This is what we work for these, you know, back to back quick turnaround games. Uh, We tried to play a couple of those this year, just to try to kind of get used to the, you know, two games in three days mentality, which is, you know, what you have to do this year for us in the state tournament, hopefully. 
and and so you know, yes, I would say this time of year with just the intensity and the pressure, and then just the high level again, the high level of basketball. Um, yeah, it just it makes for an exhausting couple of weeks, and so uh, you know we're I think what twelve days away from the state championship, and so you know we we're, we're continuing to do the same things we've done all year. We're, we're lifting today and. We'll lift again on Thursday and, you know, practice. And so, you know, I think a lot of people do the same thing. But, yeah, it's this this time of year that the, the games get more stressful and more pressure-filled. And um, how, how are you going to respond to that physically and mentally and emotionally uh, is, is going to be a big big factor in, in who comes out on top at the end. And in those two games last week, Matt, Trip McNair stepped up in a big way for you guys against CPA and Lipscomb Academy, uh, averaging 23 points. Uh, in both of those or across those two games seems like he's a senior playing on kind of on a mission right now um is that is that how you see it too uh yeah i mean i i would definitely agree with that um i think he's he's really driven by uh you know i I think my opinion i think he's driven by last year um i think he's driven by his legacy and just what he wants to do at Brentwood academy and you know i think he's also you know kind of driven by his family a little bit and, um, you know, what, what for us at our school and last year, you know, I, I remember after that last game, um, after we lost the NBA, I, he was um, he was just broken. I mean, he was so upset and just so disappointed uh, in, in doing all the things he did to get us to that last game. And then for us not to succeed and win that game, it, it really, really, I think, took a hard, hard toll on him um one that i still think he carries with him today i think we all do just the way that we won and lost that game uh won the night before the lost the nba um and that next that last game uh and so you know i think i think that drives him i think that i watched him work all spring i watched him work all summer i watched him work all fall and, and i could tell that he was just really really determined and really really you know just driven by what happened last year um to get us back at least with a chance to get to that and so you know, he wasn't always, quote-unquote, the guy for us this year because, you know, I think you guys have talked to us about we have a lot of players that have stepped up that have done a lot of things um, well. And, you know, it's taken some of the burden off of him a little bit in terms of uh, just scoring and, and just production-wise. But, you know, I think these last two games, yeah, when we really needed it, he really he said, okay, I, I'm back. I got it. You know, I, I, I have the ability and the – and the leadership and the toughness to be able to step in and, and do the things that we need when we, when we need it. And so, you know, I was just, I'm just really, really happy for him. Um, he has just fought through a lot this year, fought through a lot of expectations, fought through a lot of um, just ups and downs. And, you know, at the end, he, he's been the one, I think, that just kind of said, guys, I'll, 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 I, I can do it. I got it. And so it's, it's been fun to see him do that. And, you know, especially Saturday night, you know, in such a pressure-filled game, uh, after Willie hit that last three, you know, he came off the floor and at, between the two overtimes and just kind of looked at me and smiled and said, Coach, isn't this fun? And uh, for me, that was that was the best part of the game. I mean, as, as great as the game was and as entertaining as it was to, to watch a kid like that, to see what he's gone through in his life and in his basketball journey, you know, to really kind of be able to soak up that whole that whole moment of that game and to say you know man isn't this fun that's like that's that's just that's what it's about these high school kids enjoying their experience and having a great experience and having fun with their friends competing against great teams and so for me that was the one of the more poignant and more fun parts of our journey this year is when he 
kind of looked at me and smiled and, and said that to me in the huddle. And so, you know, I kind of knew when he said that, I was like, I don't know if we win or, we're gonna win or lose this game, but, you know, we've already won because of that, because of his attitude and just how that rubbed off on his teammates. And they never they never wavered. They just kept fighting and kept playing and kept battling and, and kept enjoying it. So that was, that was a really neat moment, I think, for us and our team. Matt, how would you sell Trent to a Division One coach if they asked you to? It's I'm surprised that we haven't seen uh, a little bit more of a recruitment or recruiting momentum for Trent at this point in his senior year. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I would agree. Um, you know, I, I would, I would tout him as, and I'll tell anybody that will listen to me that you know he's a big guard. You know, six five, six six. He's strong. He's athletic. Um, he can really put the ball on the floor and get to his spots when he wants to. Um, you know, he's a, he's a good shooter. Um, I think it's wherever he goes next, they'll, they'll improve on that. He's improved on it the last two years. I probably, I mean, I think he would tell you, uh, he'd like to be, I mean, they'd all would tell you that they'd like to be better shooters. Um, and then he's a guy that can guard. I mean, he can guard literally any position. He guarded all, he guarded all five spots on the floor for us this year. Um, you know, on the next level, of course, probably can't guard 6'10, 6'11, but, you know, can easily guard um, the backcourt positions of, you know, the wings and the point guard. Uh, and then he's, you know, just the toughness that he has. You know, he's, you know, I know a lot of people like to talk about his dad, but he, he has that. He, you know, he's a tough kid and he is just ultra, ultra competitive. Um, hates to lose, wants to win, wants to help the teammates do whatever it takes to win. Um, and, you know, he's a, he's a kid that, you know, good or bad, wears his emotions on his sleeve. He, he's a kid that, is, a, is an emotional, passionate player about basketball, and I, sometimes that might be to his detriment. Um, but at the other time, at the other side of that, you have what you saw Saturday night—a kid that's just passionate about his teammates and his friends, and about basketball and about our school and, and about winning. And so, you know, you, all those things, like you said, are uh, you know Division One level at, uh, attributes that you want in a college basketball player, and he has those. And you know, whether it's this year or whether it's in the coming years, that he's going to get on that level by some way or somehow, and he's going to make a college coach really, really happy um, whenever he gets there, whether it's in the fall or if it's, you know, a year or two down the road. And re- remarkably, Matt, you guys got through that tough schedule you had in this new region tournament at a perfect 28-0 undefeated record. Um, there have been plenty of blowouts, but like Saturday, not all of them have been that lopsided. Um that said, I mean, do you think your team is battle-tested enough to be ready for whatever the state tournament throws at you, um, even though you guys have not had a loss yet? Uh, I mean, I think it helps. Um, you know, we, our coaching staff after the game, you know, a few of our, our guys said oh, that that's exactly what we needed. We needed just a really tough, physical, hard-fought, close game um, to, to get us ready for um, at least the next game. You know, we're only promised on Saturday um, against – it's going to be a really good team that's playing Wednesday night that's going to win that game and play us on Saturday. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it only helps us. It only helps our guys to be in those kind of environments where there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot on the line um, against a good team because, you know, however many of these games we get to play in left, I get, I can promise you it's going to be that kind of game because all of every, the 10 teams left in this tournament uh, in our division are all excellent, excellent, really, really good basketball teams that, that all, uh, you know, I think have a chance to go far and make a run at that last game uh, in March. And so, uh, yeah, I think it only helps us. 
A lot of good weapons on on your team, Matt. Uh, we haven't really even talked about Tyler Tanner, um, but obviously he's he's been your your scoring leader this year. But I wanted to ask you before we get out about somebody else that I I've kind of he always sticks out to me. Your forward DJ Center. Uh, how does his toughness kind of play a factor for you guys? Well, I mean he's a he's a football guy. He's going to play football at Delta State next year, and. Um, you know, been been a four-year football guy, and then you know, being, I think he was starting for us as a sophomore in basketball. Um, just his, you know, his he he's a position, and he's a guy that I'm not sure a lot of a lot of teams on our state have. Just he's he's athletic. Um, he can again, he can guard all five spots on the floor too. I mean, when he's guarding the post guy, and they and they run a high ball screen for the point guard, and he, he can switch it and um, do just fine guarding him, just like you know, a Tyler Tanner or a Jason Nixon. Um, and, and, yeah, he's just physically tough. I mean, he's been in a lot of football battles. He's been in a lot of pressure-filled games that have just really translated um, to, our, to our basketball court. Again, I mean, a basketball team, another high-energy, high-emotional, um, high-competitive high drive um, kid that is, is really talented. And, you know, does I think he does a lot of things, like you said, that not a lot of people notice. Um, but there, there are things that, you know, any good team has to have if they want to win and, and win regularly because he does he does a lot of things that, that, that nobody sees. Um, just the rebounding, the defending, um, you know, the passing and being able to be a good screener. And then, you know, he, he can score too. I mean, he can put it on the floor and get to the rim and finish. Step out 15, 16 feet away, make make a jump shot. And so he's a guy you got to account for uh, on both ends. And so, you know, I'm glad, you know, as a senior that he's getting um, some recognition. I'm glad that he's you know, going to play football at the next level. I think again, they're going to Delta State's getting a great player, getting a great kid, and so, uh, yeah, he's a huge, huge piece of what we've done the past. You know, since I've been here the last three years, it's been a huge part of our success. Well, Matt, we've peppered you with enough questions, I think. So we appreciate all your time, and we appreciate your thoughtfulness too. And congratulations on all the success this year, and, and best of luck on Saturday as you guys uh, try to keep it rolling. Thank you guys. I, I really appreciate. I really appreciate what you guys do again for our our kids and our athletes in the mid state. You guys do a phenomenal job of covering um, just these athletes and our teams. And you know, I'm, I'm really thankful. I wish you guys would have been around when I was in high school here in the mid state because y'all do a phenomenal job and just the coverage you guys offer. Uh, I know people love it. So I mean, I appreciate you guys having me on, but I appreciate you guys even more for what you guys do for everyone around here. Well, thanks a lot for the kind words. We appreciate that, Matt. And uh, with that, that has been Brentwood Academy boys basketball coach Matt Hoppy. Great interview there. Uh, lots of uh, lots of stuff to to digest there. Hope everybody enjoyed enjoyed Matt and uh, Tyler. These guys uh, got to think that they're a favorite to at least get back to the final four of the state championship, and and you know maybe have better luck this time around. It after Saturday's game, I you know anything's possible. Uh, the way they pulled that one out. Oh yeah, I think I think they're the real deal for sure. Um, we've talked about it, Russell, you and I earlier in the week about just the mental fortitude of that they had to to get through and, and win in that second overtime because Lipscomb, of course, forced both overtimes. And sometimes that can, of course, Lipscomb had played three games that week and was on four and counting. But um, sometimes, just when you just can't beat a team. I could see how that could topple a, a Brentwood Academy type team in that environment, in that situation when you just can't seem to knock them off and they keep forcing that extra period mentally. I was from afar watching the coverage. I was impressed by what 
BA was able to do. So, yeah, I think they're they're all of legit. They're everything uh, that everybody said about them and more. Um, that, that segues us perfectly to the uh, our, our boys uh, Fab Fifteen Mid State basketball power rankings this week. Uh, we've got just the boys' rankings so far because uh, at the time of our recording, we weren't quite ready to rank the girls, and we'll tell you why. But let, let's start with the boys' rankings here. You can find the whole list on MainStreetPreps.com. But one through five, uh, you've got Brentwood Academy at number one, followed in order by Beach, Cane Ridge, Columbia, and Clarksville. Clarksville entering the top five for the first time uh, this year. And um, when, you, when you look at the big movers here, obviously you're, you got to look start with Lipscomb Academy. Went from unranked to number seven. I believe Lipscomb was in our poll at some point in the year. Uh, Might have been, but it was fleeting. It was like one week. Uh, Mustangs went three and nine in region play. They were the next to the bottom seed in the middle region tournament. Nearly ran the table. We've, we've covered all that. Moved them to seven. Easy decision. Uh, Pope Prep. They fell seven spots. They were at number four. Uh, Matt covered it. Uh, team that came in runner up in the regular season in that region uh, ran into CPA and Lipscomb and, and lost. So now that they're on the ropes and they've got to beat Briarcrest to continue their year. Uh, Franklin entered the poll. All of a sudden you look up, Franklin's got 24 wins and, and they're district champion. You know, got to be, got to be in there. Got to put them in. Um, question now is can they, what can they do? Can they carry that momentum through a region that has Ravenwood independence and Columbia teams they've, they've lost to this year. A uh, couple notes on those rankings. Beach, reached the 30 win mark uh, pretty impressive uh don't think another can't think of another girls or boys team out there that has 30 wins at the moment besides beach uh, ravenwood stayed in the poll despite that loss to columbia you know looking back to december ravenwood's only lost four games by a combined 17 points and they're all to columbia and independence um so that's been a really <laughs> interesting round robin there uh and of course we're gonna probably see a couple more of those matchups russell as we move into the region yeah. uh a lot of a lot of big games coming up over the next couple of weeks what do you what are you seeing on the boys side as far as kind of the biggest games out there yeah so so far the ones that we know about um of course this wednesday you know if you happen to listen to the podcast before then cpa is going to travel to knoxville webb and pope prep is going to briarcrest like you mentioned to try to get to the state quarterfinals uh to try to keep their seasons alive it's going to be tough for both of them on the road um but like we've talked about the there's all these division two teams across the state. I mean, there's just not a whole lot separating them. So I, I expect both of those to be good games. And I would not be shocked if, you know, one of the Nashville area teams that's going on the road on Wednesday comes home with a win and has a really fun bus ride on the way back. So we'll see if anybody can pull that out. Um, but then after that, it's kind of to determine who will be going to Cookville on Saturday, at least in division two, uh, good pasture, Clarksville Academy, Lipscomb Academy, and Brentwood Academy are all going to have home games uh, to determine that. And, of course, good past year. They've just kept trucking along, even without Isaiah West, who, of course, got injured earlier this season, has been out for the year. Uh, they've had a number of players step up, and they're going to have to beat either Concord or uh, Sacred Heart uh, to get to the Final Four. And Clarksville Academy, who good past year beat for the region title last week, they're also still in the mix with Eddie Ricks, Mr. Basketball finalist. When you have a guy like that on, in your lineup, you got to feel good about your chances, and they're going to host either St. George's or Notre Dame for a chance to go to the Final Four, and that's a place Clarksville Academy I don't believe has ever been since they um, since they became a Division II school. So uh, definitely a team to watch there, and Lipscomb Academy, of course, we've talked about them, and 
man, it'd be really fun to see a Pope Prep at Lipscomb Academy um, Saturday night game. That would be an electric gym, I'm sure, similar to last week's uh, game at Brentwood Academy. But, you know, interestingly, Lipscomb Academy uh, has beat has already beaten both of these teams that they would play. Briarcrest came to their Christmas tournament, and uh, they beat them there. Pope Prep won both the regular season meetings against Lipscomb Academy, but then Lipscomb Academy beat Pope by double digits last week. So all bets are off there. And lastly, Brentwood Academy is either going to see CPA again for the third Saturday in a row, or th- for the third week in a row, excuse me, or Knoxville Webb, and um, we'll, we'll just have to see there. Um, but then one other boys game to keep an eye on in the public school sphere, and you know, as of this recording, not all those region games are finalized, so there's certainly to be more to watch out on Saturday night when the the boys region quarterfinals are happening. But um, one that has been determined that I think should be a great game is Centennial at Ravenwood. Tyler, you talked about Ravenwood just a minute ago, and this is one of those loser go goes home games. And these teams split their regular season series one to one, and uh, both games were decided by five points or less. So that's definitely one. Um, you know, especially if you're you're already down there in Williamson County for you know the wrestling tournament, that might be one to catch on the way home because uh, somebody's somebody's going to get sent home there, and it's going to be uh, probably a pretty good battle. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yep, we, we haven't talked a whole lot about Centennial, and uh, now all of a sudden they're kind of in a position where they've got a, a, a matchup in the in the first round of regionals that uh, really kind of suits their eye, as you might say. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, a lot of action division two there, and and also in the girls' side. Let's let's look at let's look over at the girls. I, I, kind of the the I think the big story this week is the the big games I kind of have seen taking shape have been because of this manic Monday of upsets that we had. If you're just looking at our rankings, specifically our Fab 15, we had number one Blackman lost to Oakland, number four Cookville lost to Green Hill, number eight Rossview lost to Clarksville, and that's not even to mention number five Page losing to Lincoln County last week. So there's this group of teams now that's sort of out on what I'm kind of calling it here in my home, uh, the Avengers Tour. Uh, I like it. Page, yeah, Page against White County. Uh, yeah, that could be a good game in itself, but you know, all of a sudden, then you've got the Lincoln County, Cumberland County winner awaiting if you get past that. So, Page could get its rematch pretty quickly. Uh, Blackman Laverne on Friday. I, I like Blackman there. Uh, Riverdale Stewart's Creek awaiting. You know, the, the, uh, that's that could be a good game. R- Stewart's Creek or Riverdale and Blackman. Um, Rossview has a little bit uh, of an easier road. Maybe early on, they'll play Dixon County but could play Henry County in the semifinals. Henry County, of course, had the other big upset beating Northwest. So uh, really, ultimately, all those teams, you know, as the region's set up, you lose that district final, you're you're playing again to try and rematch that team that beat you in district. So that's that's some cool drama there. Uh, in Division Two, of course, I, I think the St. Mary's Brentwood Academy uh, winner at Lipscomb uh, on Thursday, Friday could be could be a good one, especially for us. You know, if it's Brentwood Academy, I like that guard matchup with uh, Millie Brown and Trinity Fields for BA, Ella Grace Thompson and Bella Shepard for Lipscomb. I think that could be a cool one. Um, and you know, of course, that would that'll determine who goes to the uh, state semifinal. So, yeah, there's there's some good stuff going on this week. If you're around, uh, you, you don't have to travel probably very far from your home to get to a game. Catch your breath, Tyler. It's already been kind of a wild week, and we're just getting started, so uh, we'll see how it all shapes up. But um, I think that's all I got, unless you got anything else you wanted to add or anything else about basketball and certainly wrestling. 
we want to make a note of that too. And, and hockey championships will be decided later that week. We'll no, have no. coverage of all that stuff on the site. And uh, Tyler, good luck doing those girls rankings later this week because it looks like you're going to have your work cut out for you. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, gonna have to take a hard look at it and uh, kind of see where everybody deserves to be. Uh, I sure wish I would have seen one of those upsets so I could have had a kind of an idea where everybody's standing right now. But um, we'll figure it out. I'm sure teams probably aren't too concerned about rankings at this point. They probably just want to stay stay alive. Certainly. Season. I'm sure you can open 20 tabs of Max Preps and Coach T and, and be just fine. So with yeah. that, thanks everybody for tuning in and we will see you back right at the same time, same place next week uh, on the Main Street Preps This Week show. This has been Main Street Preps This Week with Russell Vinozzi and Tyler Palmatier. Follow them online at MainStreetPreps.com on Twitter at MainStreetPreps. Follow Russell at Russell V underscore MSP and Tyler at TPalmatier83. Main Street Preps this week covers high school sports all across Middle Tennessee. Tune in next week at 1 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday. Main Street Preps this week is a Main Street Media production.